So dear brothers and sisters, we're in the second day of our parish mission already. So we've visited a couple of schools and a lot of homes and obviously had the, the liturgies here with your good selves. And so far, our team are absolutely loving it. Uh, there are some wonderful people. There are some really, really good people uh, in this parish. Thank God. Some good faith, which is a real gift. A number of years ago, there was a good farmer in Tipperary. And he had a small little farm, and he was a very dedicated farmer. He had a Massey 135, a Massey Ferguson 135, for any of you from a farming background. You all know what that is. And uh, he took care of his farm and all was good. He had one slight problem. He had ingrowing toenails, which were very uncomfortable. So he said, look, I'm going to go to hospital. I'm going to get these toenails sorted. So what did he do? In he went to hospital, into the Limerick Regional Hospital. And uh, there with his two feet in the air, he met a nurse. And this nurse was a, a young, smiley, sprightly kind of a nurse and she came in and she dressed his wounds maybe once or twice a little more often than was actually required. I think they kind of liked each other's company. And this is before the days of course of Facebook and Twitter and email. So once he was discharged he went home and they didn't see each other again. Until one day when Tom's friend said look will we go to a, a dance down in Limerick is it a nice dance hall down there, which I think we should visit. So Tom said, why not? So off they went to the dance hall in Limerick. And this was the, the good old days when <clears throat> you'd have the, the men on one side of the hall, the women on the other side of the hall. Do you remember that? And the parish priest in the middle just to make sure everyone was having a good time. Yeah? Okay. So what happened then? But Tom arrived in, he took his place with the men on one side of the hall. And who did he see across the hall? but the nurse. So he makes a beeline across and courageously says, um, hi, you mightn't recognize me. If I take off my shoes and socks, you might recognize me then, maybe. But uh, I'm a patient of yours from a while back. Would you like to dance? And she said, sure. They danced the night away. And he bought her not only a club orange, but a club milk. And the deal was sealed. Four months later, they got engaged. And two years later, I was born. That's how my parents met. That's how my parents met. I thank God for ingrowing toenails. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. The Lord has a plan, dear brothers and sisters. The Lord has a plan for each one of us. And his plan can be kind of unusual. His plan might not be what we had planned. But his plan is always good. His plan is always not only good, but the best. When we look at Our Lady's life, uh, Our Lady didn't have the full picture. She wasn't given the full story. When, our, when the Archangel Gabriel appeared to her and said that she would become the mother of God, she didn't know the full story. She just knew the next step, the next thing that she was called to. And I find that very consoling because the Lord works the same way in your life and in my life. He won't give you the full story, but he does, does, he does tell you what the next step is. And that's what we have to be faithful to. The next step. Just get the next thing right. 
discern the next thing with the Lord and get the next step right. Where that will take you, you'll see. You'll see in time. But this is the importance of, of this daily walk with the Lord and daily trust in the Lord. I want to go right back to the beginning, very briefly, don't worry, uh, to the story of, of Adam and Eve. So Adam is created from what? Adam is created from, as the Americans would say, dirt. We say clay. It's a little, little better. Uh, okay, so Adam is created from dirt. What's Eve created from? Well, something better than dirt. She's created from, from Adam's rib, so it's already a step up. That's why women generally are much more pretty than men and smell better. Okay, so Adam is created from dirt. Eve is created from, from a rib of Adam. Now, there's something very interesting about that. What is the purpose of your ribs? What are they for? Your ribs are there to protect your lungs and also to protect your heart. So they, they, these bones, they, they, they curve around there and they protect your heart. So if one of those ribs is removed, it's like a risk. It's like your heart is now vulnerable. And that is exactly how God plans these things for, for, for men. That nothing will pierce the heart of a man like the love of a woman. Nothing will pierce the heart of a man like the love of a woman. And for all of you married men out there, you, you experienced that. Maybe you were having the time of your life in your 20s, and then suddenly you see this woman, and you're weakened. <laughs> you're, she has all of your attention, all of your thoughts, and, and that's it. I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do to, to win her heart. That's a good thing. Because that, 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 that vulnerability, that now that my heart has been has been pierced now I can learn to love now I can learn to reach outside myself and not just be busy with my career my education the farm whatever it is now my heart has been pierced now I have to learn to love and reach outside myself and so it is that in each one of us we have a longing for the love of a woman. But this isn't all, don't, don't misunderstand, I'm not saying I'm having a, a vocational crisis here or anything. But we long for that pure love of a woman. And that, I, don't, I don't mean a romantic love. I mean authentic, pure love. Many visionaries, when they've seen Our Lady, they say, like, it, it's so hard to describe what it's like during an apparition because when they hear her voice, her voice isn't just like a normal human voice speaking. It's almost like music. And one particular visionary said that, that she, she's married and she has children. But she said, when, when I see Our Lady, and when I see just that, that, that beauty and that consolation of being with her, I would leave my family. I would leave my children, who I love with all of my heart. I would leave them immediately to go and be with her. So Our Lady, Our Lady has this, this, this incredible, beautiful vocation. She's the, the, the again, this, this goes way beyond the kind of a romantic love. This is the love that, that our hearts long for. The pure love of a woman, and then the pure love of God. Our hearts long for pure love. 
And, and today, then, in the Feast of the, the Visitation, we're focusing in a particular way on, on, on Our Lady. When we think of the vocation of our moms and how, how, our, how our mothers helped us so much, hopefully, how they taught us what selfless love looks like, how they taught us what it means to be consoled and to be accompanied. When I was 14 years of age, I had lung surgery. Uh, so I woke up in the intensive care unit and there were all sorts of tubes and monitors and all sorts of stuff attached to me. I woke up and everything's beeping and pumping and beeping and pumping. And I look over and there's my mom. And she didn't know what to say and I didn't know what to say. But she was there. And I had the consoling presence of my mother. And even on the battlefield, you know, hardened soldiers, when they're injured on the battlefield, what will they call out? They'll call out for their mother. They'll call out for their mother. And so as we think of the visitation today, we have our Blessed Lady visiting her cousin Elizabeth. And there's just three points I want to make very briefly, if I may, today, as regards the visitation. When Our Lady speaks to us, or when Our Lady appears, when Our Lady intercedes for us, everything Our Lady does is to reveal Jesus, to get us to Jesus. Okay, she, she's not trying to, she's in no way a threat to Jesus. She's not trying to draw people to herself and then keep them there. She draws people to herself and then brings them on to their Savior. So Our Lady, the, the great experience that, that, that Elizabeth has when St. John the Baptist leaps within her womb is that Mary brings her Jesus. Mary brings Jesus to her. So for each one of us then, as we receive Holy Communion or as we walk in this journey of faith, to ask Our Lady to reveal Jesus to us. To ask Our Lady to teach us how to receive Holy Communion. How would Our Lady have received Holy Communion? With such love, with such reverence, such, such tenderness, such profound prayer. And so what about me? Can I receive Holy Communion better? Can I learn from Our Lady how better to receive the Lord? So Our Lady brings Jesus. Point number one. Point number two. Elizabeth experiences great joy. John the Baptist experiences great joy when they encounter Our Lady. And so in our, in our prayer, in our rosary, in our, in our Marian devotions, even our procession this evening, which of course it's going to be perfectly dry, isn't it? It's going to be dry for the procession. I would cross my fingers, but that's superstitious. So we will pray <laughs> that it's dry for the procession. But in all of these things, we want to experience, we want, we, want, we want to meet Our Lady and experience the joy of knowing our Mother. Because she's the Queen of Heaven. But my, I have a slight problem with, with, that, with that title, Queen of Heaven. It sounds too far away. Queen of heaven, queen of the universe. Okay. She's your mother. She's your mother. And so when we get to spend time with our heavenly mother, what a gift. What a grace. How beautiful and how consoling. So Our Lady brings us Jesus. Our Lady brings us joy. She's full of grace. Full of the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is joy. The second one, love and joy. So when we follow Our Lady authentically, this should make us joyful. Thirdly and finally, 
in our lives, in your lives, difficulties come. It's part of, it's part of reality. All of you have experienced bereavement. Many of you have lost your parents, maybe brothers and sisters. Some of you may have lost children. There's sickness out there, there's addiction out there and all of the, the problems that that brings. There's loneliness, there's frustration with our own sins and inability and mistakes. There's suffering because of the mistakes of others. Life can be hard. Life can be very difficult. But we were never meant to stay here forever. The Lord tells us he's gone to prepare a place for us. And when he's prepared that place, he will come back and take us with him that where he is, we may be also. Our Lady wants to bring us home. Home. Our Lady brings us Jesus. Our Lady brings us joy. Our Lady wants to bring us home. What a gift that our, our Heavenly Mom wants to create this, this home environment for us. You know, a, a, a place where we're welcome, a place where the kettle is on, a place where there's a, an apple tart just out of the oven. You know, I think Our Lady, she, she gets those kind of homely needs. We're, it's a family. God has created us to be part of a family. Him as Father, Our Lady as Mother, Jesus as our brother, heaven, heaven as our home. So she calls us to to, to, to be with her to be with the heavenly family for all eternity and so we ask our lady today as we think of her visitation that we might experience these these three realities of her visitation that our lady might guide us to Jesus her son that our lady might renew our joy and that she might continue to guide us home Amen 